Jasper believes that eating turkey cures jet lag. So every time Lucy returns from a whirlwind weekend, she finds him in her Greenwich Village kitchen, basting or stuffing a 14-pounder. Jasper can cure anything. Jet lag, sore feet, tension headaches. Lately, Lucy has begun to wonder if the smell of turkey roasting will make her cry someday soon. The way in high school, after she'd broken up with her boyfriend, she had to avoid hot fudge sundays. And later, when she'd had her heart broken in college, songs by the Eagles made her weep. Whirlwind weekends are four-day trips. Two of those spent traveling to European cities. They are for people who don't have a lot of money to spend. They stay in two-star hotels, eat prearranged meals, and Lucy talks them through every block, every step of the city. She advises them on souvenirs. She runs to their room to explain what a bidet is for. She orders for them if she has to. Most of the groups are from the Midwest. Most have never been to Europe before. This weekend, she has been to London, the easiest whirlwind trip. A short flight, standard sights, and everyone knows the language. The biggest problem on London weekends is crossing the street. Lucy always has to shout, look right, before they cross. Other tour guides have had members of their groups hit by cars or double-decker buses or scared by close calls with speeding ambulances and taxis. Whirlwind travelers are not used to foreign things. They're used to cars driving on the right, shopping malls, weak coffee with equal and skim milk. One scare can ruin their entire weekend. When Lucy gets off the elevator, she can smell the turkey. She can smell oranges, too. Jasper has made his Grand Marnier apricot stuffing, her favorite. At that instant, she feels her heart lurch ever so slightly. She walks more quickly down the long hallway, her suitcase bumping along behind her, across the gray and black tweed carpeting that lines the halls. For three years now, Lucy has gotten off this elevator, her eyes dry and red from jet air, and raced down this hallway to Jasper. For three years, her heart has lurched like this at the thought of him in there, waiting with dinner and wine, flowers and remedies. Lucy is comforted by the feeling in her chest. Perhaps, she thinks, things are all right after all. She shifts the duty-free bag to her other hand, the bottles of beef eater and Bailey's clinking together, and searches her whirlwind weekend's coat pocket for her keys. But Jasper has heard her approaching and opens the door for her. He is smiling. He's wearing an apron she bought him as a gift once, a white butcher-style one with a far-side cartoon of escaping turkeys on the front. Hello, mate, Jasper says in a near-perfect Cockney accent. Jasper is good with accents. He takes her suitcase, her duty-free bag. Hi, Lucy says. She stands on tiptoe to kiss him. How was it? He asks her. He has set the table. Blue candles, yellow tulips, the turkey cooling on a platter surrounded by baby vegetables. Lucy's dirty blonde hair, cut into layers, has started to fall free of the ponytail she wears for work. So she removes the 1950s scarf decorated with suitcases and 707s and lets it fall free. Sometimes Jasper tells her that her hair is like lemon meringue pie, all peaks and dips down to her shoulders.
He tells her that if she were blonder, she'd look like the perfect dizzy blonde, all loose hair and round blue eyes. That, she reminds him, is not a compliment. Lucy kicks off her shoes, surveys the apartment. The good feeling has passed, replaced by that other, new one. The one that makes her want to close her eyes and cry. The one that feels like doom.